remain in sin and they don't know Jesus, they don't know it's sin. So how can we hold them to Christ-like behavior when they don't even know what it is? That's where we need to change our perception, our perspective, shift our minds that are focused on Christ and begin to live a life of light and showing God's love and His glory to others without judgment and discrimination. We have to get rid of the things in our minds, the negative emotional toxins that keep us from walking out in those places of God opportunities. Hey, it's Billy, and I'm glad you're here. For the next three episodes, we're gonna be digging into one of the most prevalent emotional toxins, unbelief. And as we know, we've got two more, shame and guilt. Can't leave shame without guilt and guilt without shame. They seem to go together, don't they? So we're gonna talk about overcoming those emotional toxins. We will walk through the five-step process to freedom and peace of mind using the detox acrostic. On today's episode of Start Small, Believe Big, we're on step three. More of that in a minute. I want to first thank you for listening. All of the episodes of the podcast, my social links, books, and email are on my website, billyjouse.com. I would love to hear from you. I believe when we begin to grow our faith with small steps, While believing in our big God, we will be empowered to live out our calling and purpose one step, decision, and action at a time. Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. The longer that we live with the toxins of unbelief, guilt, and shame, the more anxiety, self-pity, self-doubt, and lowest self-esteem rise. It's hard to let go of these toxins, but if you do, God is ready to fill you with His peace. In last at the last episode, 297, we talked about feeling the feels and realizing God's peace, that overwhelming peace that He wants to pour into us beyond all understanding. I highly suggest going back and listening to that episode. Terminating the toxins, what we're talking about in step three this week, takes time and focus. With our vertical gaze fixed on Jesus, we know we're not alone as we rid of ourselves of these toxins. I also want you to know you're not alone. If you need somebody in in flesh to talk to, please send me a message. Let me know how the detox is going. What are the ones you're struggling with the most? Validating and evaluating our feelings, what we talked about in last week's episodes, help identify and remove these toxins. When we get rid of them, We can have a healthier, more fulfilling life. Today's scripture, of course, I'm going to give you a couple again. The first one's John 20, 28 through 29, or over the past couple of episodes, we talked about Thomas, the doubting Thomas, Thomas the doubter, doubting that the Lord had risen. And in 28, 29, Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God, then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed But blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. I want you guys to know that when you believe that Jesus can help you overcome these toxins, 
He can. I want you to believe that with everything in you, that you do not have to stay stuck in unbelief. You do not have to stay stuck in shame. You do not have to stay stuck in guilt. You can overcome these toxins. Today, we're talking about terminating them. How do we do that? The second scripture I wanted to read was Colossians 3, 7 through 8. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. One subject that leads to many heated discussions wrapped up in religion is sin. Sin. Jesus talks about sin. What is it that we do and have in our lives that separate us from him? Sin's a difficult concept to wrap our minds around because we think sometimes we're better than that person or we don't, we're not as bad as that person. I believe in Jesus and I'm not walking in the wild world anymore. The word sin or list of sin in the Bible doesn't create agitation. Instead, the discomfort that surrounds it, the word, the actual list is what leads to anxiety. Sin is the thoughts, words, and actions by which we all rebel against God. We separate ourselves from Him and miss out on His purpose for our lives. Many times we surrender to the power of evil and the bad things. When we focus on sin, no matter our personal view of its severity, we create a wall between us and Christ. You know, sin is really anything that takes our focus off of God and causes us to miss his purpose, his calling on our life. We miss out on the opportunity to serve him because we think where we are separates us from him. Realizing our distorted understanding of what's evil and our justification of how others' sins are worse than ours will help us see what's holding us back when we actually see our distorted understanding. Our desire to reveal this misunderstanding, to remove it and move forward becomes our reality. When we have a new identity in Christ, our minds will determine our well-being. You see, as we renew our minds... We move closer to Jesus. God calls us to live from a new perspective when we give our lives to Christ. Christ is to be the focus of our lives. One of the things I want to slip in here with this, with talking about sin and talking about how we view sin and how we think some people's lives are more sinful than ours and how they should be doing this or they should be doing that. We have to keep into perspective that some of these people that we're very quickly judging and canceling don't think like us. You see, if we don't believe in Jesus... We don't see things the way we do once we believe in Jesus. 
Do you understand that? Do you get that? That if someone's walking in sin and they don't know Jesus, they don't know it's sin. So how can we hold them to Christ-like behavior when they don't even know what it is? That's where we need to change our perception, our perspective, shift our minds that are focused on Christ and begin to live a life of light and showing God's love and his glory to others without judgment and discrimination. We have to get rid of the things in our minds, the negative emotional toxins that keep us from walking out in those places of God opportunities. The scripture that I read from Colossians, it does list common sins that need to be removed permanently. When we're raised and seated with Christ, we can begin to see those more clearly. If you are not seeing your sin very clearly, because we all sin and we are all falling short of the glory of Christ, If we don't see every day the things that we are doing wrong, and you really think that your life is perfect, then you need to change your glasses. You need to look in the mirror a little more purposefully. Because we all have things in our life that we can change. We all have some shame or guilt or doubt in our lives that we need to replace So in the past few episodes, I've been asking you to make a list because I'm a list maker, right? I'm always about the list. Make a list of the toxins, the thoughts that are rolling around in your head every day. Today, we're going to start talking about replacing those deceptions, those lies with truth. So when we think of shame, What are we ashamed of? What is there shame in our lives? You know, I I talked about how I haven't wanted to write or talk about parenting because of the mistakes I made as a parent and that I'm so shameful of the things that I did. But if I take that thought captive and I know that it is based in shame that's holding me back from, from following a calling that God has given me, then I need to replace it. I need to let that go and replace it, even if it still pops up in my head. Have scripture that replaces it immediately. Isaiah 61, 7. Here's an example. Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. Instead of your shame, you shall have everlasting joy. Isaiah 57, 50, verse 7, But the Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. But the Lord God helps me. That's overcoming shame. 1 John 1, verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confess your sin. He is faithful and just. 
Psalm 34, four through five, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look at him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. Seek the Lord, he will answer and deliver you. These are just a few of the the scriptures that you can use to replace the shame that you feel. Here are a few with guilt. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Guess what? Some of these scriptures can actually have an umbrella effect on our lives. Confess your sins. He is faithful and just. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That doesn't give us a a free ticket to continue with sin. It gives us a free ticket to overcome guilt. Romans 5, 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, because we believe, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. There is no guilt. You have peace. James 4, 7, submit yourselves therefore to the Lord. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Walk away from the things that make you feel guilty now. Walk away from the things that fill you with guilt from the past. Luke 15, 7, this is the last one I'm going to share. I have so many, but the last one I'm going to share on guilt. Luke 15, verse 7, just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Repent. Let there be joy in heaven in according to what you are confessing and walking away from. In unbelief, I have a few scriptures here. I know I'm getting long in these scriptures, but I just to help you Find a scripture that will help you overcome unbelief. I just want to make sure that we're digging into this. Second Thessalonians 2, 11 through 12. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that they may be condemned who did not believe the truth that had pleasure in unrighteousness. That one is a conviction. There's a strong delusion when we're standing in unbelief, when we're not believing that God can work through us. We have to walk out of that. Mark 16, 16, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Believe. Make sure that you're walking in the promises of God. Mark 9, 23 through 25. This is one, do I say this all the time? This is one of my favorite scriptures. This is one of my favorite stories. And Jesus said to him, if you can. Now this man, in this story, I'm going to get a little deep in this for a second. This man's son was sick. And he comes to Jesus, begging Jesus to take care of his child. And he says, if you can, Jesus. Now, this man had come to Jesus for healing. And he says to Jesus, if you can. And Jesus says back to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe 
help my unbelief. Today, if you're struggling with unbelief, with doubt, with discouragement, I want you to cry out to Jesus right now. I believe. Help my unbelief. Because God is with you. He wants you to draw closer to him. And the way we do that is by taking the deception of unbelief, shame, and guilt and replacing them with truth, with scripture that tells us that God is with us and that he loves us and he desires us to be close to him. I thank you guys. I always, always want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Come back next week. Next week, we're going to be digging into um, step four, which is outlining a plan. And as I've been telling you over these past few episodes, the Lord is redirecting my steps. And let me just tell you, I am thrilled. Finally, I'm thrilled. I'm not I'm not holding back anymore. I am terminating these thoughts of doubt and shame and guilt and fear and replacing them with the truth of where God is leading and guiding me in these next steps. And I'm excited for you guys to come along. So next week, when we come back for episode um, 299, which is the 199th episode of this podcast, shocking, this has been going so long. Uh, Just because sometimes I I don't continue with things. If I don't feel like they're working, I get doubt, unbelief, whatever it may be. I don't always keep it going, but I've really enjoyed doing this podcast and I've enjoyed hearing from all of you. But next week, outline a plan to overcome the emotional toxins. And I'm going to be talking about the plan that I'm stepping into. So I hope you join me for it. I really do. And I hope you also go on my website and sign up for Morning Sunshine because that's a devotion that goes out five days a week. And it's just wonderful. And it's such a wonderful community of people. And we'd love to have you join us. I promise no spam, just Jesus and me. You can find the link in the show notes or on the website, billyjoust.com. I want to thank you again for being here. I know I've done that, but I just feel as we're heading into this episode, 198 episodes of this podcast, that a lot of you have been here since the beginning, and I just am excited for what is coming. And I pray this podcast encourages you once again to allow Jesus to work in and through your life, one step, decision, and action at a time. Thank you for joining me today on the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. I hope you're back next week for another episode. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.